and welcome to Shakespeare, the roundtable discussion podcast where we talk about Shakespeare. My name is Chase, your mostly quiet producer. Today, we talk around politics with one of the Bard's more political ventures, Henry VIII. Please make sure to check us out at our network home at ghostlightmedia.net, our website at shakespearepod.com, and our merch store from either location. And now, on with the show. It, talk about, like, revisionist history within, oh. yes. within the, like, second generation past. Yeah, barely, barely past the time in which the play uh, actually happened. Yeah. But, uh, so... Henry VIII, Queen Elizabeth's daddy. Yep. Uh, and we're talking about Henry VIII on the Shakespeare podcast. So it is. Are you going to say it? I'm Ryan Hatham. I'm Beth Royce. I'm Cassie Greenlee. I'm Chase Greenlee. We're not going to upset Cassie with that today. No, we didn't make of her. All of things. Listen, I am already stressed out. <laughs> not, a, not lot a lot of yeah, You're look, still stressed out from last episodes. I am two yeah. beers in already because I just re needed to relax today it has been a stressful week today today's been a super long day it's been a super long week already yeah um i sat through so many conference calls <clears throat> i got to skip the conference calls but that's because i took the interviews while my boss was on the conference calls my workplace just shut down for yeah. the next two weeks you get paid i do get paid at hey. least through hey, the end of least. march once hey. we get past march they don't know if we're going to be able to sustain calamity pay but hey at least you know that at least through the next two, two weeks. weeks plus three days yeah that you're gonna get paid and frozen 2 is coming early to disney it is plus. it's coming so i'm planning on watching that tomorrow and, uh, <laughs> which is too bad because i already bought it star wars star wars episode 9 also coming early to digital um, oh nice. nice. there is yeah there is also not as good as uh last jedi and i'll fight anybody but I really like I you know what you're not gonna have to fight me. Last Jedi is one of my very favorite Star Wars, and I know that that is that's an it's unpopular a, it's a, opinion. Oh, it's an unpopular yeah. opinion. Joel Payne's gonna come at you. We've we've talked. I Any, know anybody who I'm anybody sure. anybody who appreciated the fan service of Rise of the Skywalker over the actual Lucas style story of Last Jedi. I'm sorry, you're wrong. I, I mean, I just, Rise I, of the Skywalker was also fine. I mean, it was fine. Yeah, but it was it was complete total was fan service. I can't talk about it yet because I don't want to spoil anything. I think it's too close to it. But the ending of that, I thought was mm-hmm. derivative. Um, it was a little saccharine, but I was fine. Yeah, it. But anyway, yeah. we're not here to talk about. <laughs> Faces got smashed that I wanted to get smashed, but everything else was. Just we're not here to talk about Rise of the Skywalker. No, um, we could we're probably here make... to talk about Rise of the Tudor Dynasty. That's right, Rise of the Tudors. <laughs> Um, we're here to talk about Henry VIII. The, I'm uh, Henry VIII, I am. You know what? When I told Chris that's what we were reading, he started singing that song to me. And I'm like, Henry VIII, I am. Henry VIII, I am, I am. I got married to the widow next door. She'd, She'd been, been married seven, seven times before, before, and everyone was an Henry. She that, wouldn't take a willy or a Sam. No, no Sam. Sam, I'm a right old man. I'm that's Henry. historically inaccurate. Henry VIII, I am, I am. Yeah. We're not talking we about historical accuracy. Why... We're talking about the track. All right, That's... it's a fire track. <laughs> it's it, it slaps. It's okay. This it play slap. is also <laughs> this play is also highly historically inaccurate. Yeah, that is true. Well, um, so one of one of my favorite plays about the people involved in this play is Anne of a Hundred Days. 
I love that play. I think it's great. It was also a movie. Love it. Love it. Which Anne is that about? Anne Boleyn. Anne Boleyn. Okay. Yeah. Anne. She's she's in this play. She's in this play. There's also Anne of Cleves, but she's not in this play. No. Anne, Anne, of, Cleves. Anne of Cleves. She was cut not short. Not 100 days. <laughs> no. <laughs> she was cut short. Well, Anne, Anne of Cleves was just divorced. She yeah. actually made out the best, probably, of all of the Well, no, wives. I mean, she was cut short. As she didn't even last 100 days, did she? No. She survived Henry VIII. Well, she survived him, but I don't think she lasted, like, married to him. No, because her portrait was inaccurate, and then when she showed up and she had a bunch of scars from smallpox, he was like, you're ugly and I don't want to marry you. Yeah, yeah. like, she... Especially not with little Catherine Howard running around. So it's yeah. divorced... Beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. Yeah, but Anne of Cleves, once she was, once their marriage was annulled, she actually made out the best of any of the wives because they actually struck up a pretty close friendship and became like siblings um, and actually became very close. So, all right. <laughs> but she's not in this. No, I know a not. lot about Henry VIII. This Henry one, VIII this one is deals one of, largely with, right, as, with Catherine. As, of, as, yeah, as uh, Anglophiles. Henry VIII history is. Yes. And so this is like the one history that I went into it going, I know this stuff. This, I can recite the, the this timeline. Is of, this is the Catherine wives of, of Henry. Aragon, correct? Yeah. Catherine of Aragon. Son of Arathon. <laughs> no. That's, um, <laughs> she reforged no. the sword. Yeah. But every uh, time I say her uh, name and title, we'll, we'll call I it have Isildur to, now. I have to stop no, myself. No, Isildur was, was the king. To make sure I don't say Aragorn. The, the ring and the Re- mountain. And the name of the sword reforged. Elendil. Elendil. And Narsil. Narsil was the name of the sword reforged. Listen, adding orcs. That's why can my only dad likes you, isn't it? I think it might be the only reason my dad likes you. That's possible. I'm very unlikable. Let's not forget that he had to drive me to your house to pick up stuff once after we broke up. Probably yeah, but that was that much. 20 years 19 ago. years ago? All right. Either way. Anybody who can tell, like, at least five horses from the Lord of the Rings, my dad will enjoy. It's just the way it Come Shadow Facts. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I got. And Bill the Pony. Bill the Pony. Bill, Bill the Pony is let's the not, real Let's hero. not forget Aspaloth, Mansbane. Shadow Facts is the king of the horses. Shadow Facts, king of the horses, is the one that Gandalf takes from the, the stables at Rohan. Aspaloth is my I, favorite. I, Nahalim, Aspaloth, Nahalim. I always think about the uh, the Penny Arcade comic of Shadowfax where it's the horses freaking out about getting to meet Shadowfax <laughs> and one of the horses telling the others to be cool be cool be so cool guys we had to name five horses to get dessert in my house <laughs> so and see, okay. the, the fifth just in case anybody's wondering is Felleroth uh, just uh, who who would become Mansbane but my dad would let it go I think I've, that we I've... have now hit upon what is going to be the biggest problem with this play is that it is so boring talking about anything else is more interesting Well it's so boring okay, so there's, there's some, we know it's not true There's well, some yeah, really great know. There's some really great stuff in there here There is true. but I don't there's know a how you take from Catherine that I have done Uh it's the act act 2, two scene, scene 1 Yep Yeah it, it starts it off, and it. it but I, let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get through the synopsis of the and then play, we and okay. then we can we can talk about that. So, uh, like I said, this is the Shakespeare podcast. We've already introduced ourselves, and if you haven't guessed, we're not talking about Lord of the Rings tonight. We are talking about Henry VIII. Although, if anybody wants to do a Lord of the Ring podcast with me, I'm down. I mean, look, we're we are rapidly I've, running out of Shakespeare, and we'll get through some Marlowe pretty quick. I'm just saying, we could. We could do like a 
a book of a book at a time and like intersperse it with other Cassie's giving me a big head shake now. Have you read them? Yes, once. <laughs> All of them? Yes, once. I'm sorry, What's but wrong with I'm you? sorry, but you're wrong. You're you're angry and that means you're I wrong. will allow people to be upset with fellowship for being long and drawn out. However, Return of the King is t- a tightly written narrative. No, and it's not. two towers? Oh. Hot damn. Yeah. Hot damn. And the Hobbit. Seriously. The uh, Hobbit's fine. No, the, the, ho- Hobbit's the Hobbit fine. the Hobbit the Hobbit's breezy but, comparatively. Well, but the Hobbit the Hobbit is specifically written with a with a purpose. And that purpose <laughs> was J.R.R. We're, we're, we're back to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I call J- this. J.R.R. Tolkien wrote the Hobbit as a bedtime story for his children. He used to tell his children the story of the Hobbit and then he eventually wrote it down. And William Shakespeare wrote Henry VIII. Not as a bedtime story. Not as a bedtime story. Not as a bedtime story. But instead, to completely kiss the ass. And apparently, put of a woman Cassie who wasn't sleep, alive though. anymore. True. But her nep, nep cousin, cousin, <laughs> whatever cousin? King James. Anyway, was. so we open this play with a prologue. Yes, that says, there's a chorus. In there's this a play. chorus. The prologue basically says, if you've come to see a body comedy, this is not the play for you. Go the fuck home. Yeah, go uh, home. They're going to make you cry, which is Three not screens true. down is the comedy. Like, this is not a sad show. Right. It's so not sad. When no, they started out, so I've never read this play but before. But it, it is a better one of the histories. This ranks relatively high on the histories. It's a Henry and therefore blows assholes. I'm sorry. Henry V, Henry IV one, Henry IV two. You're wrong. I'm just going to let that sit. I don't... All right. The Hollow Crown is interesting. But go fuck the Henrys. I'm done with them. I'm done. This is the last Henry, right? Yes. yes. I should have brought a huge bottle of fucking champagne. When we finished the last one, I brought the champagne of beers to celebrate and then you guys were like oh there's one more and I'm like oh god it can't be that no it's that bad there hasn't been a Henry since there hasn't been a king of there's literally never been another Henry since since eight let's not how about that let's just not so yeah no we have no more Henry's Uh, from the list we have six more plays after this one and not a single one of them oh Henry of the Shrew no that's taming oh uh 12th Henry no that's knight um, Corey. two Henrys Henry, of Verona, Prince of Denmark. Of yes, that one's correct. Henry, Prince of Denmark. Henry, Prince of Denmark. <laughs> I hope that's the next play we do. No, it's not. We're not doing Henry, Prince of Denmark for a little while. Uh, we should probably do Henry because we've got like. All right, here's my hot take from what Ryan and... just said. We're gonna do. We're gonna start writing because we are like hair's breadth away from writing a whole bunch of. Shakespeare fan fiction anyway. So we're we're going to be doing we're going to be doing a lot of Shakespeare AU. So <laughs> So what we're going to do? No, it's going to it's going to be like Shakespeare slash fic. No, it, yeah. Shakespeare pretty OCs. much. It's going to be dark web style fan fiction dark where web. everybody where everybody's upset and has Sexual. to do a different browser to get there. <laughs> I'm upset with the way Ryan said that. I mean, like I feel that like was I a shout to, out. That was a shout out to Rin. I don't. Yep. I don't know if there's a hot enough shower. To make that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was my shout out to Rin and her Grumble commercial. Uh, that, recording that might be one of my favorite things I've done for this network. It was so amazing. Far. It's still amazing. Cassie's so. giving us the Guys, look where she. Can we she's... please get out of the prologue? Can we start the? No, play? I'm sorry. We're talking about Grumble now. 
This I, play is long and boring. You don't have to work anymore, and all the churches are closed. I do have to work. She has to work to keep our asses on track. Yes, that's a she's, job. That's a full-time job I don't get paid for. She's putting in full-time work to try and keep us on track. And I have to plan a fairy tale escape room for the summer, so... But that's going to be My so child will be fun. very excited about that. It's going to be so much uh, fun. But let's good. talk about Henry VIII. Okay, Act Henry VIII. We're right, talking so about Henry VIII. So we got some dukes. This isn't going to be a great play. None of them are named Gloucester. Not a no, single Gloucester. But we got another Gloucesters. fucking Buckingham. Not as exciting as the last Well, Buckingham. no, no, no. We don't have a lot of Buckingham. We have very little Buckingham. But Buckingham is the... Like, He's incredibly important, but he's not in this play well, so, very long. So there are multiple plot lines, but none of the like they're not plot line over plot line. It's plot line then another plot line then another plot line. Because this play is not, as we've discussed with a lot of the Henrys, this play is not actually about the Henry who is the titular character. This play is about hey, Elizabeth. She said titular. She did. She said titular. I work with children. <laughs> no. This well, play... okay. Well, I started to say sexual, and I didn't realize that your line, you, the line you were going to say was, I work with children. Titular. <laughs> this play, though, is about Elizabeth. It is about it is. how did Elizabeth come to be born. And so and it's that's about, it's about, the focus. Right, right. It's about Billy Shakes kissing Elizabeth's ass to James. It feels like somebody who's like, hey... But to tell you the story of Elizabeth, we must go back farther. Let me So here's the story of Buckingham and Wolseley. Yeah, we've got the Cardinal Wolseley. Duke Buckingham has a beef with Cardinal Wolseley. And Cardinal Wolseley. As well he should, because Wolseley's a piece of shit. What Wolseley's like, hey, my family's been kingmakers. And I don't see why I should pay you any attention. And if you keep stirring up shit. I'll have you murdered by the state. Very effectively. He does. And so Buckingham's like, Wolseley's plotting against me. Right. And then in what... So to the king. The, the scene cracked me up because it was, Wolseley is terrible and the French. Yes, do you remember that fight we were in? I do. It was bad. Oh, here comes Wolseley. Let's hide. Wolseley walks in. Let's have a party. I don't care about other people. Wolseley walks out. See, he is corrupt. He wants a party. Where the fuck did I read that? Where Where is this going? I listened to the LibriVox recording. Is that what you heard? Oh, it is bad. I, I, I mean, read... like, LibriVox recordings are, I, no offense, uh, LibriVox recorders, but please make sure you have enough people to fill the roles. To be well, it's hard with this show. There's eight million people. Yeah, in but they it. had like literally one guy playing like eight important roles. The cast list for this show is two pages long. It's true. It's usually like half a page. Yeah, there is. Uh, there is so many. There is people in this quite world. a lot in the dramatis personae for this one. The important part to know of the dramatis personae for the first act is Buckingham and Wolseley. And that they are trying to convince the king that the other is a traitor. Yes. Obviously, this works out better for Wolseley. He is able to convince the king that Buckingham. Yeah, and me, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, so there's there's a Buckingham is brought up in front of King Henry and Queen Catherine. 
And Catherine is trying to be the voice of reason, going, hey, um, Buckingham doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy who would do whatever Woolsey is saying he did. Woolsey seems a little sketchy to me. Maybe we Reed, could very sketchy. Give him a chance to like make his case. Yeah, let's let's see what's going on for real. And the king's like, um, no, nah, that's cool, bro. I'm pretty sure Wolseley made the case already. So why don't you go back to stitching socks? Why don't you go back to your fucking cross stitch and let me murder someone? Yikes! But what's uh interesting about state. what's interesting about this? scene is that there is a another piece of like contention from the people of England yes, please, about oh i thought you were going for beer about this tax there's a new tax that's been levied against the people of England and they're upset about it and king henry's like i don't know anything about this tax and queen catherine's like well, even if you don't know about it, you are the king, so you're still technically responsible for yes, it. This tax has been levied in your fucking yeah, name. It's been levied in your name, and it's to uh, pay for campaigns in France. And Woolsey set it up, basically. Yeah, your dude, your dude, Cardinal Woolsey. This is his tax, but he did it in your name. So you kind of are responsible. And the king says, you know, okay, that's the tax is too high. I don't want to stress my people. So make sure that that tax gets lessened. And Wills goes, yes, 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 of course, of course, of course. But he tells his people, hey, when you go and reduce this tax for the people, let them know that I was the one who yeah, had the idea don't, to reduce don't, the tax. Don't tell them that King Henry said, tell them, hey, people, I helped you out. This is a Cardinal Wolsey joint. And I got this tax lowered that King Henry put on you. I did that just for you. Yeah, so he's trying to levy support from the people of England. Well, because he's got a hard, he's got a fucking hate hard on for Catherine. Yes, he does not get along with Catherine. Wolsey really does not like the Queen. And he goes about, yeah, I mean, you see that, right? And, mm -hmm. and seem to. Um, with Catherine and, and Wolsey and Henry and everything when Henry's introduced and everything like that. And you see throughout that scene, the way that Wolsey behaves towards Catherine, like, it's obvious. It's obvious to everyone that Wolsey hates Catherine. And so a lot of everything that he's motivated by after, well, after getting rid of his main political rival, Buckingham, which is his first step, then he goes after the queen. So they deal with the tax issue, and then Buckingham is, the the witness against Buckingham is brought in. It's Buckingham's surveyor, and he's going to yeah. say, I heard Buckingham making all of these claims um, that he arranged for the crown to fall to him because the king does not have a male heir. And that was legitimately, historically, a point of contention for Henry with Catherine. Henry and Catherine had a daughter, Mary. Yep. Who was queen before Elizabeth for five years? Bloody Mary, Mary, Queen of Scots. Nope. No. Mary, Bloody Mary. They're... Is it Mary, Queen of Scots, and Bloody Mary the same Mary? No. Nope. They were different Marys. One's Mary Tudor and one's Mary Stuart. Oh, Mary Stuart's Mary, Queen of Scots. Yes. Yeah. Mary Stuart was raised in the French court. Okay. Yeah. And so, he's... see, you know, like I said, I don't know as much about the, the, yeah, the it's, it's English Elizabeth's court. 
Elizabeth's half sister. <laughs> well, Mary one, Stewart uh, bloody, is. Elizabeth. I knew Bloody Mary yeah. was was queen right before, but I uh, for some reason I thought they were the and same. And the reason she is no. Bloody Mary is because she burnt a lot of Protestants. She murdered a lot of people. No, I like yeah. I like I legit knew that Bloody Mary was. The, I just you somehow said, had conflated them look, together. Yeah. You've said the name enough that Junior High me doesn't want to look in any mirrors. <laughs> look i'm not i'm not here for any bloody mary candy man challenges or anything like that no. i'm i'm not either so now i can't go back to the bathroom which is good that i went also beth there's a window right there don't look oh! at it it's a reflective surface it's okay what i saw um, was hideous anyway yes yeah, so, oh it so, was your face but henry and Catherine have a daughter mary yes um she likes to murder not yet but she will but Catherine had four other children with henry but they all were either stillborn or they died really infancy like right so she actually had a henry who was supposed to be the heir um baby henry but he died could have had henry nine he was healthy so happy and this baby was like healthy and robust and there were no problems at all and he just mysteriously died one day in his crib cardinal wolsey (laughs) <laughs> yes. And so that is a, but that is historically a point of contention with Henry about this lack of a male heir and him going, maybe God is trying to tell me something that I shouldn't have married, that I shouldn't my, have married my brother's wife because right. a little bit of history getting into it. Henry the eighth was never supposed to be king. He had an older brother named Arthur, um, who was the heir to the throne. And then Arthur married Catherine and then immediately contracted consumption and died. You can also watch this on <coughs> Star's Spanish Princess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got the damp lung, Pa. <laughs> uh, what? What? You got the damp lung, Pa? The, the consumption. And so <laughs> you Arthur... The, you got the tuberculosis. So did Doc Holliday. That's right. Arthur died. I'm your huckleberry. Which made Henry king. And people are like, you should marry your brother's wife. And he's like, the church says that that's not a great what? thing to do. See, now the histories I read were the other way, where he was like, I should marry my brother's wife. And other people were like, the church is like, no. And then Catherine was like, I swear to God, I never slept with that man. I did not have sexual relations with that man. Yeah. Well, and the fun- Whoever the, was the, on which side, I don't remember. Yeah. But The funny thing is, is, at that point, she's a widow anyway. But and it Catherine, shouldn't have Catherine was much older. Yes, Catherine so, and that was, one of was the like objections. six or seven years older, and she'd been married to his brother. And it was the fact that she was married to his brother that the church was like, that's incestuous. Which is funny, because it's not even remotely it's incestuous. It's not Because Did she it? wasn't his sister. No. Look, um, there's a but, lot of times where... But there is some... There's, there was like some the question, English monarchy ever carried about incest. There was some question <laughs> around the validity of the marriage when it first happened. And that comes back into play in this story. So he yes. he had defended Catherine and their marriage for years. And as he is, I mean, he's still young at this point. He's still, he's still young. young. He's still very young. Um, he got married when he was like 19 to Catherine. He's like yeah. in his mid-20s at this point. Yeah. So he's still young. He doesn't have a male heir. People keep throwing that up. Yeah. And the funny it. thing is, though, he is still young. It's not like he, you know, it's not like he's 70. But we're also one generation away. Like, his father solidified the throne for the Tudor dynasty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're so, not, we're not far his, into. Yeah. His father, Henry VII, 
ended the Hundred Years' War. So United the houses of York and Lancaster. So we know that having a male heir is really important to him. Well, However, remember, we've already talked about the beginning of the that Hundred is Years not War. brought yes. up into this play. No, it's not at, at all. all. Not at all. Because part of this play is about how awesome Queen Elizabeth is, not how much she doesn't have a penis or how great her brother was. Yes. And so, but so Buckingham, as soon as the surveyor says, yeah, Buckingham was saying he's going to take the throne from you because you don't have a male heir. Henry. He, Henry's like, kill him. Take him to the tower. Him. He's done. Which is and uh, funny enough. Like, is Buckingham uh, was like, I didn't. Uh, what? What? <laughs> well, so. Uh, the way the scene feels like it's written, and again, I stepped out to use the privy, but like Buckingham walks into the court to start accusing Wolseley, while Wolseley's like, "Oh yeah, there he is, right there, the guy who said that he was going to take your crown." And, and Buckingham's, Buckingham's like, like "Uh, actually, I wait? was coming to tell you that he's going to take your crown." And the king's like, "Yeah, sure you were. He got here first. Sorry." <laughs> so. Um, Diddies. he already told me. Can you call dibs on that man's a traitor? <laughs> Apparently Wolsey can. Yes, yeah. you can. So Cardinal Wolsey manages to make things work out. The Buckingham is immediately arrested and taken away. And taken to the tower to be executed. Right. Take him to the tower. And so... Chase, would you like at any point to interject your objections with the name of the Tower of London? Because I know that's a hanging point. Why do you? There are so many towers. There are so many towers. No, but this is why. The, why is this happening? The tower. Hey, no, there hey. are. There. It, it, it is. It, it is a castle. There Real are, talk is. There what are. It is. There are twenty towers. There are the tower. twenty oh, towers in the sorry, singular tower of London. Right. So the tower. The central tower. I agree with you, Ryan. Ooh, that feels weird to say. But I this know, is a. Uh, this is a point. Beer. Between... Alcohol helps wash that out. It's yeah. what I've been doing for years. <laughs> it's why I drink. The name of the castle <laughs> is the tower. Yeah, Actually, it's a bad name. <laughs> Look, originally it was the White Tower, which is the one in the middle. Still singular. Then, then White Hall became a thing. That's fine. With <laughs> you let me finish a fucking sentence. Or I'm keep commentating. Continue, please. She's gonna cut you. I probably will. <laughs> I'm on edge. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a pee pod that I could hit you with. Yes, you do. So. Once White Tower was established, which will like Henry, you Henry the VIII pod. establishes Whitehall as a residence for whatever doesn't even matter. It becomes the Tower of London and is a prison now. Yes. Okay. It's still a fucking tower in the middle. There's lots of towers around it that weren't originally there, but it's still a tower in the middle. Yeah, but we. I mean, it's a four-story tall tower, but it's a tower. Yeah, but when you refer to the Tower of London. You're referring to all of it. Wait till we talk about Tower Bridge versus London Bridge, because that always can well, be. We already had that. Oh, no, we had that conversation a few days ago when we were watching Spider-Man Far From Home. But, but Chase, the- Chase is taken to whenever we're like watching something or talking about something. And I say the Tower of London, just from Chase, I just hear. He's adding an S on to it. <laughs> the Towers of London. The Towers, look, of, the towers London. of London. Look, look. You add an S on there and it makes sense. Look, it's the name of the castle. It doesn't have to make sense. Also, I think we should take a moment, stop, and realize that Kathy and I have been there. We have. Uh, it's real cool. We saw where Jane, uh, Lady Jane Grey carved her name into the wall. It was also the same place. Oh, we've seen where Anne Boleyn's head would be. Spoiler alert. 
Actually, no, what? It's not a spoiler word. <laughs> it's not a spoiler word. This it's, happens. It's history. It is certainly years past the statute of limitations. It doesn't happen in this place. So it's not we a spoiler. We saw where Anne Boleyn was beheaded, mm-hmm. and we saw um, where her eventual resting place yep. was in the chapel. So we've been to the towers of London. <laughs> no, it's Tower. Sorry, I tower. derailed us that time because I, I like think it. it's funny I like to it watch when Chase you derail get us. Up about this. Um, Look at him. He's shaking his head. He's, he's muttering to himself. England funny. do better. One of my one of <laughs> my, my dreams. One of hey. my dreams is to go to London with you and to go tour the Tower of London and watch you try to hold your tongue around the British. There's gonna be some nice beefier walking you around, and you're gonna be like, "You're like, sorry, sir. It's actually the flock of ravens over here says it's the Tower of London." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love that you're like. I love that you're like. I love that you referred to them by the colloquialism of beef eaters. That's fantastic. I it, look, and here's the thing: I will absolutely behave myself. I am, but you will hiss the letter S in my ear the whole time we're there. I know, though, you'll get back. You'll get back to the goddamn my, hotel, my dear, oh, and Chase once. will just go once. towers, towers, towers. I'll, I'll hold it till I get back stateside. I'll be on home turf before I start spitting. Oh, he's got to be on home ground. He's You'll get be... on international waters and just go towers, 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 <laughs> towers, towers, fly, towers, Flying towers. over the goddamn Atlantic just the whole way, mutter, like rocking back so, and forth in his seat, muttering speaking, towers speaking repeatedly of flying, to himself. If you were to buy tickets to go to London right now, do you know that they are less than $400? It's super, yeah, cheap. It's super cheap. Super cheap uh, for an international don't, flight right now. But Look. I don't want to die. You wouldn't die. Well, I wouldn't die. I would just spread your the mom. Well, but must, your mom might. must not be a millennial. Oh, tomorrow when I see my parents for the first time since all of this craziness has started happening, um, I do get to fill them in on the fact that they are, by coronavirus standards, both considered elderly. My mother has made me... Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I can't because I love her and maybe she'll listen. Anyway, Buckingham is taken off to the Tower of London to await execution. Towers. <laughs> Which won't be long. Towers, All right. Towers, so towers, towers. in the next scene, we get. So Sorry, I'm doing my chase. We had our prologue. In the next scene, we get what I actually think of as the chorus, because there are characters that are just the gentlemen. Yes. And the gentlemen give. Well, us, these are the captain's exposition. Yes. It was what I was going to say. Thank you. But they just tell us what happened while we weren't looking, <laughs> which is good because if I had to look at all of it. You've already, you've already, I, know, I had already, already been done. You I'd already like, drank the bleach. Been like, no, I don't drink bleach. I don't gargle with it either. I saw that. Somebody was like, if you gargle with bleach, you won't get it. Oh, it was on John Oliver. If you gargle with yes. bleach, you won't get the coronavirus. But that's because you'll be dead. Yeah, because you'll be dead. Well, the virus like, like can't the, survive without all a All the things that I've seen pop up like, <laughs> if you drank with the hose as a kid, you can't get the corona. Yeah. So, or the one, the my personal favorite, which is the the BG uh, version, which is if you if you if you if you've pissed in the Howard's bathroom, you're immune to the coronavirus. <laughs> First of all, I have tap water, several coronaviruses coronavirus. in the last vaccine I got, just not coronavirus nineteen. Well, it's COVID nineteen. Yeah. yeah, it is a coronavirus is a type of virus, a classification of virus. We are actual. dating this so specifically I know. right yeah. now. Like today, in a year when it this is. blows Star, over, star date. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday was Friday the thirteenth, and today it is March. It is Pi Day. It's Pi Day. It is Pi Day. Why is oh there not Pi here? What is wrong? Did you guys? With us? Did you guys all miss my tweet today? I 
don't I don't check Twitter. Twitter. Oh well, you're wrong then. It's not. But that Chase, I'm... I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, that, I try for whatever reason. Like it showed that you had tweeted you know something, what? but for whatever Chase, reason, the app wasn't pulling Chase, it up. Chase, I'm disappointed in you as well. It's fair. No, I love him. Uh, yeah. No, I love him. Yeah, we're married, and I'm going to be with him forever, so I'm not going to say it right now, but I am secretly You're disappointed. You're disgusting. Where's my pie, Chase? No. Mm. I'm going to blame I'm gonna blame uh, Sarah Maxwell for this one. Ooh, she's not here. That's good. Yeah. No. I did tell Chase once specifically and once indirectly that he should go obtain pie, and he didn't take me up on it either time. No, here, here you go. In honor of today being pie day... When I eat my feelings, I will consume 1.34 pies. No, 3.14 pies. Oh, wow. So I have numeric dyslexia, which makes being a banker interesting. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> 1.34 pies is way less. Okay. So Fantastic. either way, yes. either way, the gentlemen are talking, and the big topic of conversation in this particular exposition scene it's is Wolsey's that- It's party. What, it's Wolsey's party. And guess what? All of those French things that people were bringing back are being banned. I don't know why we needed to hear about that because literally it doesn't come up again. It doesn't. They like spend a lot of time in the first couple acts talking about the French and you think it's going to turn into something, but it doesn't. Nope. No. no, this is one of the few Henry plays that does not involve fighting and maybe, the French. Maybe that's... Well, they talked about in the, fir- the, the first scene, they talk about the French battles. And then this one, they're talking about the French mannerisms that the English have picked up while fighting in France. And how they're all going to be banned. I don't know how you ban mannerisms. Well, the funny thing is, is we're 500 years removed from Beth, the... At what point in history did King Henry VIII ever care about what he could reasonably order? Ooh, that's a good one. I don't know. <laughs> the answer is never. <laughs> um, but yeah, like this is, this is actually funny because 500 years removed from the fact that the French, like the English court, was French and spoke French. We don't remember that on purpose. All right, going on. All right, so, so the, let's move on to this part of the party. The Conqueror yeah, remembers. So the, Wolsey is throwing a party. Yes, he is. He wants to introduce King Henry to some French noble girl that he wants him to marry. Yep. Um, but instead, he dances with Anne. Bolin, which is spelled in the play very differently than I've ever seen it before. Because uh, it's Bolin. It's Bolin. Uh, Norton ignored that and just called her Anne Bolin. <laughs> Did it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the in the script, it's B U L L E N. Like this, any any uh, similarity this character may have. <laughs> it's either that <laughs> this or this character is purely fictional. <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible that because of the way information is disseminated during uh the renaissance period he had never seen it written down yeah that's possible so bullen um but yeah so henry meets Anne bullen he becomes immediately infatuated with her he dances with her he kisses her right then and there right then and there and th- so this scene he wants to this particular scene oh, all of oh, the problems yeah. right so this particular scene is redone in every retelling I have ever seen of the Henry VIII Anne Boleyn saga. This scene at Wolsey's party, because it's a mask, yeah, is retold every single time. And it almost happens exactly yeah, like how Shakespeare says. So sometimes, especially like Julius Caesar, when Shakespeare's retelling these histories and he's telling them, Mimi! 
of historically maybe kind of we peppered some history in there all of a sudden the entirety of like communal cultural history grabs onto this thing that shakespeare did yeah that we Mm -hmm. don't know if it's true or not no we can only assume that it's true but right because there it obviously had to be part of popular discourse for a decent amount of time for it to have been picked up so thoroughly maybe or it's just the scene or it's a completely created scene from shakespeare I mean, we see, like, Julius Caesar, we see it all the time. Constant retellings. Richard II, part of what we know of him being a hunchback and killing Richard the boys. That's Richard III. Thank you. Um, is all based on what Shakespeare wrote. So, so much of what Shakespeare is telling us about the histories, instead of being like, oh, he is a fiction author. Do you remember The Tempest? There's no such thing as magic. Which there is. All of a sudden, we take it as just wrote fact. This fiction author writes a history, and we're like, oh, yeah. Well, and there is there is a that being lot said, of... I would like for Neil Gaiman to write the history of Barack Obama because I want to see where that would go. <laughs> yes, please. Um, there is a lot of historical fact in Shakespeare's histories. It is just somewhat um, vaguely peppered in there with uh, well. And here's else. here's the reality. Artistic license. <laughs> here's the reality. Henry VIII was married to Catherine of Aragon. She had not given him any sons. That's Aragon, son of Arathon. He was starting to worry about maybe maybe there's a reason for this. And then he sees this young, pretty girl in his court. He becomes infatuated. She comes with the French She's younger than him, which is, you know. She's younger than he is. And she is trained in the French court. So she is... Maybe that's why they brought up the mannerisms. I didn't think Maybe. about that. But and but the thing is, Anne Boleyn gets painted, and this is Henry VIII's doing. She gets painted a lot in histories as being like this seductress and this like she rent the royal household apart and she homewrecker, bewitched him because Hussie. when she was eventually put to death, because why should a male was, take any kind yeah, of that uh, was I the, don't know responsibility for their own actions and destroying their marriage. Well, Uh, history... That was the story they spun against her. History is written by the victor, right? And Henry VIII lived longer than she did. And and that guy named Victor really didn't like her. But there's no actual evidence that she was angling for... Go fuck yourself, Chase. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. (laughs) There's no evidence that she was angling for a crown when she came to court. What happened was when Henry was on the rocks with Catherine and he came to Anne Boleyn and said, I want you to be my mistress. And she said, no, that's not acceptable. I will not be your mistress. I will not hide in the shadows. Yeah. If you are going to court me, you're going to marry me and you're going to make me queen. Like, that's how this is going to work or there's no deal. So I will say, and we'll get there in this. He may have gone to her and said, I want to be your mistress. This is one of the only representations of Anne Boleyn that I can remember. In which we see trepidation in Anne Boleyn that she does not necessarily want to go down this path. Well, they ha- Shakespeare it, has to make her into a right. sympathetic figure because she's Queen Elizabeth's mother. Right. So this is, most of the time Anne Boleyn is painted as she's a fiery redhead. Mm-hmm. She's um, out there showing her bosoms off or whatever, sed- seducing people with her virginity. Because it 
that goes back to the last play. Weaponized we virginity. Mm, weaponized virginity. Oh, Cassie just got all angry again. Oh, I know. Not actually. No? No. Damn. Sorry. She sucked in her breath, but she must just be tired. I am tired. I'm it's so been tired. a long week. It's <sighs> yes. been a long year. I feel like that's going to be the excuse that we're all going to as an entire society be like, yeah, it's been a long couple months. It's been a long decade. Yeah, it has been. Mm-hmm. Fuck 2020. Do you remember when we were like, oh, God, I'm done with 2019. Let's get on to 2020. And we're like, it's going to yeah, be such boy, a great year. Where were we wrong? Go yeah. back four months. Hey, guys, a plague. And also the presumptive Democratic nominee might have dementia. Cool, 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 well, cool. I mean, Bye. I mean, the current POTUS definitely does. God, it, it, it's a shame that's the best case scenario. No, but there's a plague every uh twenty. We've done that before. Reagan was. Yeah, you know, we go every back to the Spanish so. flu. You know, yeah. in 1918. Somebody came into the library and to the children's place and was at the desk going, "You know, Sylvia Brown, noted psychic." No, oh, she, I saw that. I, I, I saw. She she predicted that this would happen. I, she predicted that there was going to be I like saw, a I, widespread disease, and I'm sitting there going. Yeah, because we get them every hundred years. That's not an impressive. We prediction. also get one every election cycle. Well, like, not 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 actually not to true. This degree, not, not actually this degree, true. Ebola, Ebola existed long before 2016. So it just pulled like we make it part of media. I actually had somebody at the bank today bring up Sylvia Brown as well. To which I went, that is, she's no, no, I. And then I tried to like back away quickly into the hedge, but there was no hedge behind me. Right. Yeah. And I like <laughs> hide I, in the vault. Hide in the vault. I couldn't get away. As soon as politics come up, I tend to try and back into the hedges. Luckily, I work on the east side of Toledo. Yes. And so most of the people who are out there are liberal, but every once in a while we get the people who vote really against their own self-interest. And so there are every once in a while. People who have no reason to vote for Trump have come in telling me, like, man, oh, man, bless the president. Bless him. Bless him. He has made my life so much better. Really, sir? How? So Act 2 then starts with really the execution of Buckingham. Right. Um, he's being executed. He's being taken. Do you have any last words to say? Yeah, uh, I didn't do it, and I'm innocent. Yeah, so I didn't do it. Act 2, scene 1, starts out with the two gentlemen, our chorus, being like, I think that Wolsey is behind Buckingham going away. To which I wanted to shake my text and be like, yes, that's the entirety of Act One. That's literally Act One. All right. Act and One is Wolsey's a prick and gets a guy falsely accused of being a traitor. Oh, and titties. And that, yeah. And so then he's like, oh, he's been executed. Isn't that sad? And then these two gentlemen are like, also, did you hear that the king is separated from the queen? I did hear that. Do you think that Wolsey's behind it? I think he might be because he wants the king to marry someone else. Oh, that sounds so outrageous. Of course, of course the king is not marrying. He's not after the woman that Wolsey wants him after. No. So Wolsey Which gone. also will be a problem for Anne Boleyn. So first act has Wolsey being... Um, uh, positive in public opinion. Second act, he is now the hated Wolseley. Yes. He is condemned. Well, because he got rid of Buckingham, and then, you know. And then nobody, and all of the, like, the queen. He didn't have a political away. scapegoat. Right. So, yeah. it, by the way, took years for Henry to divorce Catherine. Yeah. No, it absolutely did. And it's because 
he said, hey, and this is discussed in the next scene between some of the wards. He said, hey, um, I'm worried that, you know, maybe my marriage wasn't actually like legal and sanctioned by the church because she was my brother's wife and maybe God's not happy with that. So you should let me divorce her. And the church is like, no, we don't do that. You married her. You're going to stay married to her. And he's like, are you sure? Because he could be annulled because, yeah, we had sex and we've had children. But technically, I can't consummate a marriage that wasn't you know, good in the eyes. That was incestuous. So you should totally let me divorce her. And the church is like, nope, that's not going to happen. To which he goes, yeah, but Lutheranism would let me do it. (laughs) No, well, it's not quite Lutheranism. So that's at that point he goes. Well, at that point, well, because Anne Boleyn is a Lutheran, right? Fine, it's, then I'm gonna go create my own church well, that does got, let me divorce. That's how we got the wife. Anglican church. I'm taking my truck and I'm going home. And that's when the entirety of England went. This escalated very quickly. Yeah, how did, how, did, you, did anybody else see this coming? <laughs> Wait, we're our own church now? So we like, we, we just have a new church. We haven't gotten there in the play yet, though. No, we are no. way ahead of ourselves. Well, no, we're but actually, we're not we're right. Well, we're right there, actually. Well, we're not way ahead of ourselves, but we are ahead of ourselves. In scene two, which is the scene we're on, Wolseley brings in a papal envoy. Yeah, so, there's Cardinal what, Compeius? And uh, I, Compote is the way I read it. It's Compeius or something yeah. like that, yeah. So this other and cardinal comes in um, to to talk. To the talk at the king, really. Uh, and yeah, the, not it, to the king, right? And the king's or like, with the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've already divorced her. I'm already remarried. And everybody in the audience should have at this point been like, "Wait, hold on, what? Wait, what?" He's like, "I'm sorry to leave such a good wife, but my conscience demands it." Also, I found a new girl over there. She's real pretty, she, she's and hot. she won't yeah. sleep with me. Unless I make her no ding ding without the, the wedding, wedding ring. ring. <laughs> yeah, and Act Three. So the king. No, we did. We we have we have skipped. Um, I believe we skipped it. Catherine's so real great speech. We're not actually. I don't think God. Did we, did we skip? Okay, I thought maybe we, because I thought it was in Act Two. It is. An we're act still two. in Act oh, Two. Okay. Yeah, we're still in. We've got somebody said Act Three, and I got confused. No. So I said Scene Three. So oh, sorry. The king starts in the first scene of Act Two saying that he is divorced and that he is going to marry again, even though the divorce trial hasn't. Yeah, happened. we haven't even gotten to we it. We haven't yet. had it. Um, scene three, we get to see this like really weird scene where Anne Boleyn has to be in the same room with Catherine of Aragorn because it's Catherine's court and she's a lady. <laughs> So they're in there, and she's saying how much she pities the queen, and the queen's like, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. Uh, you don't pity me because you're just a passing fad, and he will turn up your skirts and move on. And she's like, well, "You know what? I don't really want to be the queen. That's not even a thing I want to be." And Catherine's like, "Yeah, it's not Catherine. It's just an an old attendant." I thought Catherine was in there with her. No, I don't think no, so. No, it's Catherine's court, but okay, Catherine's yeah. not Catherine's there. It's okay. the old lady. Then I missed then I misread yeah. that. And then and then a messenger comes from the king going, Anne Boleyn, uh, the king is going to make you a machianess. Yes. Of Pembroke, and she's like, right? Yeah, of Pembroke. Oh. Okay. Oh, good. She gets cool. the, the marchioness of Pembroke. 
this might be going <laughs> is this well i don't know is this what i wanted and the old lady's on her way to comfort Catherine the queen and ambulance please says please tell Catherine, give her my sympathies tell her my thoughts are with her don't mention that her husband just gave me a title and well march marchioness is barely a title but it comes with money he's giving her a thousand pounds it's a duke's wife typically no uh, it's the, the oh, it's the female though. equivalent of a marquee. Yes. What, like a sign on a building? No, like a. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that you stopped for a second to try to respond to that. That's what lets me know that you've had a good week. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I really didn't think you were gonna try to justify no, what but, I had said. <laughs> but a title is a title, and it comes with like a thousand pounds. Yeah, but I it just a marchioness is a it's a low title. It is. It's generally doesn't even come with land. Um, sometimes huge. I heard she did have huge tracks, tracks of land. huge tracks of land. But in Act Two, Scene Four is when we get this really great scene from Catherine. This is the divorce trial at Blackfriars. Um, right. Uh, Woolsey says we got to read this report from Rome. And Henry's like, nah, it's already been read. We don't need to read it again. And then Catherine has this great speech. Right. It's amazing. Where, where she's like, tell me what I've done to earn your displeasure. Right. Everything that you've wanted in the past 20 years. Haven't I been a good wife? Haven't I supported you? Haven't I been friends with your friends? Haven't I distanced myself from people that you didn't like? Tell me what fault I've shown you and I will correct it. Yeah. It's, a, it's an amazing speech. Yeah. So I had not read Henry VIII before today well not today but before actually uh about five days ago but i have done this the monologue. monologue yeah it's a good monologue it is a great it's, so it's a good it's a great monologue well i'm a big proponent if i'm gonna audition and you need me to have a prepared classical piece it's not going to be cat on the hot tin roof or some shit that you've heard 600 times well, that's not a something. classic I've said this to Chase, and I'll say it to you. Go fuck yourself. Towers. <laughs> Towers. <laughs> Either way, I'm but not... But no, Cat on the yeah. Roof is not a classical piece. Fine. But I'm not going to have the same shit over and over and over again. So I went for a Muse Machine audition when I was 17, and this is the speech I did. Uh, and it was so much fun, because there's so many it's levels really to it. It's really good. There's it's, lots it's of a, levels. It's an amazing speech. It's really, really well this written. This genuinely was... A marriage of love. It it in many ways was a love match. The he, two of them fought against people saying, "No, you can't get married because there's all these obstacles against you." And they're like, "No, but we want to." And this was a solid marriage for twenty years. Yep. And yep. and then Woolsey comes. And along. then Woolsey comes in, and part of her speech is telling, is reminding Henry, your father and my father, they're learned, wise men, and they debated this, and they said our marriage was lawful. And you've been content with that for twenty years. So why now? Yeah. What is, if are well, you? What Wol- doubts Wolsey, Wolsey are? snaked his way in there, and yeah, and then, he, then some titties got in the way. Well, you and are then only, she like goes on. and rails against Woolsey. You are only allowed to say titties five more times tonight. I can say titties as much as I want. Titties, 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 like floating on a cloud of titties. You've got one more time. Titties. All right. So titties. Go sit in timeout. No. <laughs> if you're gonna say potty words like my five-year-old oh four-year-old he's not five yet then i'm gonna put you in timeout like my five-year-old you can say 
You could say penis. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, turd, and twat. Where's your timeout in your house? <laughs> you don't have any stairs. I don't we, know where to put it. I've never needed one before. Look, yeah, we've got we've got language like adult cardboard square. We've damn got, it. We've go to, got an explicit go to tag for a reason. Go to Cassie's B boy spot. <laughs> B boy spot. She admitted before we started this podcast. <laughs> That that cardboard box in the living room she has been using for b-boy practice. I don't know what the fuck that means. It's she's either. been spinning on her head. She's been doing the worm. <laughs> she's a b-boy. Breakdance. Exactly. Have you been watching Breakin' 2? Yes. Electric Boogaloo? Why is every sequel Electric Boogaloo to you? Because Breakin' 2 was actually Electric was Boogaloo. It? That was actually the sequel in- of Breakin'. Breakin', Breakin', Breakin' 2. In the 20 years I've known you, because we're going on 20, which, by the way, I think means we should go out to dinner. Um, we should. We should. This year is 20 years for us. Yeah. Um, or, a cru- have, or a cruise separately. Like, not. I don't want to be with you. No, <laughs> we go. We need to go on an anniversary cruise, not together. Yeah, not together. No, I think we should do dinner at some point in the fall. Um, oh, damn it. I may have had too many beers, because I don't know where I was going. Oh, in the 20 years I've known you. You have repeatedly said Electric Boogaloo after every time there's a sequel to something. Ah, oh, Spider-Man 2 is coming up. Ah, uh, Spider-Man 2, Electric Boogaloo. That's my Ryan impression. It wasn't very good. <laughs> well, that's because it was fine. But, it, it but legitimately, a, like I gotta give a sling the blade voice to into it. Was Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo? But you Boogaloo. can understand why I wouldn't believe you that that's true. But that's actually where it, where sure I it got is. that from. Sure it is. Anyway. Somebody go, Chase, can you go to the IMDb for Please don't. I'm going to choose to disbelieve him no matter what you come up with. Concrete evidence does not matter in this argument. (laughs) Anyway, so Henry responds to Catherine and he says, no man's ever had a better wife than you. Everything that you've said is completely valid. But 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 there was an ambassador from France and he came because he wanted me to marry the king's daughter. And I thought if all these people think that our marriage isn't valid and you've had all these male children that have died. Maybe God's trying to tell me something. Maybe you have a cursed vagina. Uh, it's not the vagina that holds children, Ryan. Look, I'm not saying that. Henry VIII doesn't know about female anatomy. He also doesn't say it's the vagina. Can you... Do you know that it's not just a pocket of something that holds a baby, Yes, right? I understand a lot about female anatomy. You know there's three holes, not two, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's an important thing. It is it an is. important thing. Our friend Al did not. Look... I get it. I still don't know enough about any kind of female anatomy because I don't have it. Try and legislate it. So I'm already above, you know, Republican Congress. Way to go. I didn't shoot anybody in the head either today. Do I get it? <laughs> Someone to get me a fucking gold star? Yeah, it does. Woohoo. No, no. <laughs> so we start Act 3 um, with Catherine in her chambers and Woolsey shows up. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, this is a little before that. This is the scene before, right? You were just talking about? Yes, but we, we, we skipped it. I know. We finished that, basically. No, yeah, we kind of talked about it. The king says, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. Okay. Go to your rooms. That's true. All right. So scene one starts with the cardinal. Yeah. He comes to visit Catherine. What a prick. And he's like, hey, can we go someplace private and talk? And Catherine's like, I have nothing to hide. Do you have something to hide? Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, he, he comes in and is like, hey, let's, let's go somewhere else. And she's like, no, if you have something to say to me, you can say in front of everybody. 
I also, by the way, as a female in that time, would not have gone into a room alone with another man during a divorce trial. That's I, how you yeah. lose your head. Yeah. I and also so wouldn't have gone into Even as a man, I wouldn't have gone into another room with Cardinal Wolsey. It's true. And so, yeah, she accuses them of being corrupt. She reminds them that a higher force will judge their actions. Um, and that only death will take the title of queen from her because she is the rightful queen. And that is uh, an opinion that she continued to hold for the rest of her life. Uh, she was not officially killed by Henry VIII, but she was sent to a very remote, run down, dank castle where she... She wasted off- away for decades and she slowly got, dying. She got what did you call it? The damp lung? The damp lung. Yes. Yeah. The consumption. Um yeah. she died a very slow and painful death. And her and daughter her, ti- her title was her title was reduced. Was so, reduced to Princess Dowager. Princess her daughter Dowager. Mary was declared illegitimate. Though Mary did end up being Queen of England. Yes. Which is a whole other story. And maybe we can go into that in the second one. Just throw around all of our crazy things that we love about this dynasty. Um, so something that's kind of interesting about the way I at least I think it's interesting for Catherine to go away into seclusion and die of consumption um, and waste away for years. Henry's grandmother had the same thing. Mm-hmm. So the first Elizabeth, right? She's an Elizabeth. Um, maybe. Well, QE1 is, is no, she you know, who we're talking she wasn't about. Queen she wasn't Elizabeth. Queen. She wasn't Queen Elizabeth. She was Anne she Elizabeth. Anne Elizabeth. Okay. Oh, so. we've talked about Anne Elizabeth before, haven't we? No, Anne is an A-N. A-N. She was oh. not the abbreviation a person Anne named Anne. Elizabeth. No, Anne. Right. I thought you so were York. saying the name We're talking about Anne. Elizabeth York. So Elizabeth... Okay, we may have also talked about Anne Elizabeth as well. So Elizabeth York, um, who is Henry's grandmother, was also put away... And wasted away slowly in the same dank, <laughs> the same goddamn same Jesus. dank abbey where there's very limited ability for anybody to get in or out, mm-hmm. and also died of consumption. So it's like it's like it's like uh it's like it's exiling someone to Elba. Yes, yeah. So it's a way of killing her without actually killing her. And Henry honestly thought she was going to die a lot faster than she did. Yeah. He was kind of angry that she. Kept, she well, stayed he, alive he, and she kept making trouble for him. But he couldn't kill her. He yeah, kept, he couldn't she, kill her. Cause she kept making his shirts, which he kept accepting and wearing, which was a huge point of contention in his second marriage. I just, yeah. I love that because it means he did have though he had genuine he, well, you know, feelings he cared for her. For her. But she really handmade his shirts and sent them because she, in, his, in her mind, and in the Catholic Church, and she was Catholic. Yeah. She's like, I'm Catholic. The Catholic Church didn't dissolve our marriage. I'm the fucking queen. Yeah, and that she bitch maintains, is the mistress. But so this scene with Woolsey where she tells them death is the only thing that will take the title of queen from me, that is a position that she held for the remainder of her life. I am the rightful queen. Mm-hmm. My daughter is the rightful heir. Fuck all y'all. Yep. And she was right. She was. All right, so moving on. But Henry's a douche. Yes, yes he is. So the noblemen, because I love the noblemen in this, they're very good. We're no, just, you're you're right to love them. I agree. We're going to start scene two with, again, remember, everybody in scene one loved Woolsey. Scene two hates Woolsey. Scene three, now we've all seen that Woolsey has written some really scathing letters that are treasonous. So he has been telling 
Henry that he is supporting the dissolution of his marriage to Catherine. But not so he can marry Anne. But not so he can marry Anne. And so once it's becomes clear that Henry wants to marry Anne, then Wolsey is telling Henry, yes, I support this. But writing to the Pope, no, you should not allow him to do this. Yeah, he's, so, going, he's going behind Henry's back and going to his boss. So Henry has a new secretary, and his name's Kramer. And Kramer will become Canterbury? Yes. So Kramer has decided to do an inventory well, of because, all yeah, of, he becomes let, of Canterbury. Remember those taxes at, in yes, the first from act the beginning that we thought weren't going to come back? Oh, look, they came back. So Canterbury does an inventory of what's going on, and the king is able to see for the first time how rich Wolseley's become. So Wolseley, these taxes that were supposed to be going to the right. kingdom that Wolsey created, and all of a sudden. Oh, no, yeah, we're going to reduce these. And then Wolsey's like, oh, so yeah. So part of what Wolsey made, I've already talked about, was Whitehall. Mm -hmm. So the king, seeing how rich Wolsey is, is super fucking mad. Whitehall, we didn't say towers. Nobody said towers. No, <laughs> I so, know, but I heard it. So, well, Whitehall isn't brought up in this, but part of what Henry does when he decides to take everything Wolsey has because he has a lot of money and Henry's like, fuck you. You have to stay like two inches below me. Is he takes Whitehall and he makes it his new palace. residence? Yeah, so, becomes the new palatial estate. So Wolsey, the king is like, get get the fuck out! You've got to be kidding! I strip you of all of your titles, um, but I'm kind of lame. So uh, Kramer, can you go tell Wolsey that he's stripped of all of his titles? And Wolsey's like, ah, uh, you can take my cardinal seal from my cold dead hands. And his speech actually mirrors a little bit with what Catherine says about the about her being queen. Right. Yeah, Just a little. Not a lot. But just a little. So it's enough that we can see why scene one came before scene two. Mm -hmm. um, and so like you can come take this from my cold, dead hands. And everybody leaves, and he's left to just, like, sit there and talk at the audience about the fall of man. Bitch, you did this to yourself. He did, too. Like, he did. He totally did a perfectly, it to himself. So if you are a fisher, and you have a perfectly clear stream, and you can see the fish, and you know where to cast, but then you go out into the middle to, like, I don't know, do a jig and stir up all the silt, and then you're pissed because now you can't see the fish? Whose fucking fault is that? Wolfies. If he just left shit alone, he could have gotten all of his money and lived a pretty good life. But no, he just stir shit up. Don't start none, won't be none. Don't call up, which you can't put down. That's right, Nay and Voce's non passes. So, we also, we get a new character. Because we needed a new one. Because there's so many in this This play. is one of my favorite characters in English history. And this is Thomas More. I like Thomas More. He wrote a lot of stuff. He did. Thomas More did write quite a few things. Mm -hmm. I directed a play about him getting murdered. Mm -hmm. I was in that play. Right, you were. If was... only somebody would rid me of this troublesome priest. All right, I didn't tell you to kill him. I did not tell you to kill him. I just said into I the actually air. I really didn't want you to kill him. And now everything's bad. <laughs> 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 That's actually how that all went down. With yeah. I... I all I said was like if I had said I would really like a cup of wine, 
None of you fuckers would have gotten up to get me a cup of wine. I said, would nobody rid me of this troublesome priest? And you all decided to ride out and fucking stab him? Fucking murder a priest? Some I would have rather had a cup of wine. Now I have to answer to Rome about things that I don't want to answer about. And he wrote Utopia. It's really good. You guys are dumb. It was, it was, it was very solidly written. I'm not saying it had a good narrative, but I'm saying it touched my soul. <laughs> <laughs> so, slightly, slightly off topic, but it is. the uh, book Utopia but... always makes me think of the movie Ever After. Yes. Um, Ever After. And there's a very funny Henry VIII joke in Ever After when the queen is talking to her son, who is also named Henry. Oh, we don't do that. <laughs> uh, being, telling him to choose his, his future bride carefully because divorce is only something they do in England. So that is that is very funny. funny. All right. Anyway, so So, Act Four starts with Anne Boleyn about to go to her coronation. Like Act One, Act Two, Act Three, Act Five, about similar length. Act Four, about half that. It's real short. Yeah. So it's two gentlemen are like, "Hey, that divorce it happened. Sure did. Then they got married. Sure did. Let's go to the coronation. Kick up our skirts. That's how I read it." Yeah. No, no, that's that's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. So, Catherine, now known as the Queen Dowager. The Princess Princess Dowager. My book, my, so I always get the MIT full text version because it's the first thing that comes up when I Google full text of whatever it is. Um, because let's, uh, I won't say what bank I work for, but often they pay me to read these. Mm hmm. But no, yeah, she's the Princess Dowager. Princess Dowager. Dowager. They stripped her of the title queen. Yeah, she's no longer the queen. That's why, yeah, that was a, that was a huge so thing. we get Wolseley's death. Because Wolseley's death isn't the state. He dies like so many Shakespearean heroines of a broken heart. Yeah. And we, we, we see Catherine. <laughs> he just like, I've lost everything. Woe is me. And then he lays down on the bed. And dies. But we we hear of his death through Catherine being told about it. And right. uh, she says, you know, I'll speak of him with charity because he's dead. But um, Fuck that he guy. broke this kingdom. Yep. He's responsible for all of the horrible things that have happened. And uh, we hate him. So her nephew is, because don't forget, she's Catherine of Aragon. Yeah. She is the princess from Spain. Yeah, yeah. Her father is was a king of Spain. So her nephew is. But now he eats humble pie. I've said this to Chase, and I've said it to you. Hey, all right. So I'm sorry. Yeah, because you can't shit on Moxie Fruvis. I so. can't. So it's the, the emperor of Germany comes and she's like, "Can you give this letter to Henry?" Asking him to care for our child. So she has a dream first where these six spirits come and surround her. And I was reading this going, what's the purpose of this? Are they supposed to be the six wives of Henry VIII? Or like, what's going on? No? Okay. Just a hallmark of death? Okay. Yeah. I. The six sounds like it, but they didn't all die. Not everything went poorly for all of them. No, yeah, we already talked about. And they, at no point in time does Shakespeare give any of them like attributes beyond. No, it's just spirits. The spirits so, come and dance around her. It's a really short thing. Yeah. So maybe it's him making an allusion to it. 
if it was a Julie Taymor production, I'm sure that they would have all worn the headdresses related to each of the wives. But she, like, I don't think we, were, I don't think we're ever going to get to see Julie Taymor as Henry VIII. You don't know that. I don't. She did Titus. <laughs> so, um. I would totally watch it. I would watch Julie for, Taymor as Henry that VIII. Would, that would mean her own spirit came to her. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, she should she we, takes should we call it as a Julie Taymor because I think Julie Taymor's Henry VIII would be. I mean, at this point, I kind of just want to see Julie Taymor take are on canceled, the fold. So like, just do them yeah. all. She could, she might have time. Yeah, she might. But Julie Taymor's Henry VIII would be lit. Um, but, Not at all. But <laughs> Catherine takes it as a, a hallmark of her death, and so she says, "I'm going to write this letter to the king. I'm going to ask him to take care of our child, treat her well, and I'm going to die." And then Henry does not do any of that. No, he's a dick. Right. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> and that cra- so the way he treats the two daughters is so so different because Elizabeth is always a joy and a boon. It's not. He treats them exactly the same. Oh, I always saw it as a no. Thing. Yeah, he he he's a because he loves them while their mother is in favor, and then as soon as he wants to be rid of their mother, it's like, nope, you are no child of mine. Nope, you're illegitimate. You're, he does the exact same thing to Elizabeth. You're a scum shit. When Don't he put like her it. in Kensington Garden, he put Mary like with her mother in the dank abbey palace. So one's in a the really dank shit house. Yeah. So one goes and lives in a dank shit house forever, and one goes and lives in a bright airy castle that I've been to. She was still prisoner, though. I mean, it was a nice prison, but it was still a prison. A gilded cage is still a cage. Whatever. Yes. Victoria lived in the exact same gilded cage. Look, Mary got to be queen too. And murder a lot of people. And murder a lot of people. She lit them on fire. She did. <laughs> All right. So. That escalated quickly. Um, but that's basically <laughs> Act 4. Right. Act 5 starts with the right, queen's so in labor. Act 5 is the ass-kicking act. Or ass-kissing. Ass-kissing, not ass-kissing ass Normally in Shakespeare, it is the ass-kicking act. So by... But yeah, this one, it's just when we started ass. When we started this play and we hear that no one will be happy with it, that this play will end sad, you will cry throughout it. I expected us to get to and being beheaded. That would have been more interesting. It would have. But instead... No, Let's go through with, Act Five. It ends, yeah. So, so the so, the queen is in labor, and then the old woman attendant from before comes to see the king, and he's like, "Tell me it's a boy," and she goes, "It's a boy." Psych, it's a girl. There is. Dramatic- I'll tell you, it's a boy if you if you if that's what you're telling me to tell you. So they, you're the they, king, but there's like some attempted dramatic tension here by saying things like she's on her deathbed, and then she pulls through. Yeah, she's fine. Um, and she says, well, for now, and, and she says, you know, she looks like you, which is actually accurate. Elizabeth did greatly resemble Henry VIII, which may have been one of the reasons he favored her slightly more. Yeah. Which is disappointing uh, for Elizabeth. Yeah. Because Henry VIII was no looker. He was in his youth. Yeah, not in the talking, portraits. Not in the portraits that we have of him. I know, from but we're talking. We're life. talking about Henry VIII, like you know. I heard he had in a his good leg. Late forties now at this point. Or no, he was no, he was, no, no, no. He, he was still. Been in still his he was. Well, no, he was with Catherine for twenty years, so he's got to be in his forties. Uh, Catherine Howard. Yeah, but a man in his forties is still quite attractive and robust. He but had not Catherine started. To, he had not started at this point to to gain weight. And Catherine uh, Howard is the first time we see that downfall like, in that big fat Henry the Eighth that we see in the portrait. 
No, it was Anne of Cleves because her response when he's like, oh, you have pockmarks on your face. I don't want to marry you. She was like, you're fat and old and ugly and I don't want to marry you either. Um, so good answer. Because the thing good is, answer. he was still he, honestly. Ding, 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 ding. So after Anne Boleyn, he married Jane Seymour. And from all accounts, he genuinely loved Jane Seymour. And I think it's just because she died before he could get Dr. married. Dr. Quinn, ever. medicine woman. Um, well, she died giving birth to a son. She died giving birth to a son. And so he fell into despondency for a while after that and wouldn't marry anybody else. And eventually his advisor said, you need to get married because. Jane Seymour, she's Shill's Nope. Yeah. Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. No, you're done. You're done. We already did Dr. Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. We did Dr. Quinn last episode. She's great. No. I I'm mean, sorry. look, I don't know what she's up to. These days, apparently, slinging jewelry. jewelry. Yeah. Anyway, Jane Seymour. Um, I don't like them. They, his advisors yeah. are the one who like, forced to. him to go find another wife Where and get married heels. because they wanted a firmer chain of succession. Right. Because Edward was his only son, and he was not healthy at any point in his life, which is why he died when he was sixteen. Um, and made such good choices. Made, he tried. He tried his best, man. Um. But, yeah, at this point, he was still good-looking, athletic. Playing tennis all the time. <laughs> yes. So, but anyway, so Elizabeth has been born. But I mean, but I mean, it's still at this point, he's, he's at least 40 years old. And so he, there's no matter, no matter what, he is not in the prime of his youth. Ryan, how old are you? I'm almost 40. I am not in the prime of my youth. I mean, it hurts when I get up in the morning, but in the middle of the day, I'm fine. I mean, And, you're, and it hurts when you go to bed, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. There's no way, shape, or form that Henry was, you All know, right. just, so, because, just because you can, you can still be attractive at 40. I know, I'm pretty, but that does not mean that... I've like, had three beers, so I'm kind of drunk, so yeah, you're kind of pretty. See? Exactly, but Henry probably had... I'm kidding, he's hideous. At best, Henry had a dad bod. Alright, moving on, moving on. Let's talk about... There's no way he was, like, fit and athletic. No. Kramer. Yeah, that guy. So, we have our mirror to Buckingham. In Kramer. In Kramer. So, Kramer is now accused of treason. Yep. Of heresy. Kramer, Kramer versus Kramer. Kramer versus Kramer. Which is great. I love that movie. <laughs> so, Kramer is accused of heresy. Not treason. Kind of treason. Heresy. Well, treason as, against the church. Right. Or Jesus or but, whatever. But he's so loyal that Henry's like, don't worry, bro. I got you. <laughs> I make the decisions that people die, and I say you don't die. And it goes to the point where, like, in scene two, Kramer has been ostracized and is now sitting outside the chamber. Like, they won't let him in. And Henry's throwing a fit. Again, what does this fucking matter? It doesn't. I couldn't see the reason why I need to know this. Just padding. Just padding. At this point. So, he does Kramer the boon of saying, will you baptize my daughter? Christen my daughter. Dumb. Dumb. A lot of unnecessary. Ryan's got nothing. All right. Either way. So then we get the porter. And I think he's supposed to be our common man. Like he's the closest we get to a common man perspective. Who soups excited for the... But we get him 
five acts in and three scenes deep. Right, for for a hot breath. Yeah. So the two gentlemen that we see over and over again who are talking about the coronation and stuff like that, they would have been invited for coronation. However, well, yeah, they're, they're lords. They're... The christening of a princess, why? That's for everyone. So now and we've that's got. That's how you get evil fairies showing up and laying curses. It's true. If you cut their wings off, they get soups pissed, apparently. Well, if you forget to invite them. And don't give them a golden plate once they're there. I like golden plates. Everybody does. Yeah, and she didn't like get you one. You get a weird taste on all your food. You're wrong. Oh, okay. It's a nice what soft do you think metal, the though. Captain and Kaylee are up to right now. So if it's a soft metal, you can really Eating dig into it. Enough made a solid money out of it. So, the See, por- yeah, the porter tells us how amazing it is. We're gonna have this princess christen. We're gonna dunk some water on a baby's head. Right. And scene four is just like how great and delightful this tiny princess is. And Kramer gives this speech that's ridiculous. It's all about she will grow up to be wise. She will be a great ruler. She will be the greatest queen England has ever seen. So so is Kramer the good fairy? I don't know. Because Kramer's like, but by necessity, she will stay pure as a virgin and be reborn from the ashes when she dies. She's the once and future king? Apparently, according to Kramer. Oh, well, Kramer. He's the one fairy that keeps changing the dress to pink. <laughs> That's Meriwether? And Henry. No. no, there's Flora and Father Fauna and Mary. No, Mary, that's Meriwether, right? Flora makes it pink and Meriwether makes it blue. Meriwether's the grumpy one, right? If you she's mean the, the greatest one. one, then yes. Yeah, she's short and kind of looks like the way I think my grandmother would have looked if she had stayed alive. All right. Um, but yeah, Henry says that with this child, he finally feels he has accomplished something great. And like this, okay, this is a scene that never happened in history. It didn't. No. Because as much as Henry was probably like, cool kid, she's kind of cute, she looks like me. He was not going, yes, I have birthed a daughter who will he be a great queen. Anybody. He didn't. Well, no, He's but like, he, he nah. was, all he gave a fuck was if they spat out. A male child. Does it gotta He'd be penis? like? Because then he would say, "Okay, Anne, uh, let's try for a boy this time." And then Anne would miscarry and miscarry and miscarry, just like Catherine had. And Henry, not understanding how biology works, would continue to say, "That's your fault. Couldn't possibly be my fault, even yeah, though I'm the only common denominator here." Yeah, the fact the fact that I'm the only thing that's the same throughout is not obviously is obviously no. Not it is related. your fault for not giving me sons, and eventually he would. Well, that was a common problem of the time. It yeah. was always blamed on the women. You won't know it always was of the um, time, being <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, okay, like, do you realize? I don't think it's super common now to blame women for having girl the, children, but I I guess I could be wrong. Not I don't, not I don't for. Know. I'm sorry. I'm still cranky because the U.S. soccer administration's CEO had to step down because in court, so the women's soccer, the U.S. national women's soccer team is suing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the rebuttal from the U.S. soccer organization with the branch of FIFA or whatever was well they're not part of fifa it's, it's the not, u.s it's the u.s organization yeah, yeah. is mm, women should the women's team should be paid less because they're women and inherently less skilled 
Oh. You can go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. So that is uh, what that's he, a big that fucking is... yikes to the most uh, technically right. skilled uh, team like in soccer right, right. now. So, like certainly so one of the U.S. bringing anything home. Yesterday is when I found out that that was what the legal rebuttal. Well, no, I I missed out on that. Yeah, that was I the legal the wow. legal rebuttal to the lawsuit. So when you say at the time. That's the only reason what? I no I, yeah I'm no scoffed. no I, sorry I was not I was not referring to in general the inequality that women face I was referring to it's not super common to we blame are, well I mean we're inherently less skilled at making males because we don't have the fucking Y chromosome Henry well no I mean it, I don't have it so, I don't have it I can't pass so can't the announcement is made these great things are said not on your own oh at least. look. They fire off cannons, catch the theater on fire, and burn it to the ground. It's true. Which happened. Yeah, that that is historically accurate. That's what happened to the first Globe Theater. Yes. They shot off a cannon during King Henry VIII, caught the thatched roof on fire, and burned the theater to the ground. It's a real big plot twist to this one. So, (laughs) before anybody gets all upset, it was years after Shakespeare had died. It was. Um, the globe was then lost under a car park. Been there. Yep. Fist bump. Um, to we've been to the car park. Well, so also, so they found Richard the Third under a car park. It's what the British do. They put car parks. Yeah, everything. and uh, the and we've been to where they thought the globe was. Yes, I was going to mention Mary Kelly's site of death, where she was murdered by Jack the Ripper, which is also now a car park. <laughs> that's what oh, the british do we, we also saw where famous place car park yep uh there was there was a delicatessen though at one place of one of the jack the ripper murders yes so i'm pretty sure actually it's not always car parks i'm Sometimes, pretty sure little john was, i think it was like a was shawarma under, shop too like might have been. i think it was shawarma. i think little john, i like shawarma i think little john was under a car park too like the 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 supposed giant right. that, you know, from the yeah. time of Robin now, Hood. the Rose Theater was found underneath a lawyer's office. And instead of, like, stopping building the building, they just put a glass floor in, which was kind of neat. Mm. Yeah, there wasn't crowd. Uh, but anyway, if you decide to produce this and you don't want to burn your theater down, um, you can end it with the character of the epilogue coming in and going, hey, guys, um... Sure was a play we just saw, huh? Sure was a play. We know you probably didn't like it. Some of you might have fallen asleep, and uh, Could, others right. may have been disappointed. But we had some cool women in it, so if the women liked the women in the play, go ahead and clap. And if the gentlemen beside you are gentlemen, they'll clap too, and it'll all be good. That was maybe the best thing that happened. So there were cool women, right? Right? Can I get some applause from the ladies in the audience? And, and I just, I love the idea of like a Shakespeare acknowledgement going, yeah, I know this one's a stinker, guys. You know it's a stinker. We all know and it's he, a stinker. He wrote it. He wrote it in the goddamn play. <laughs> this play's bad, y'all. But I gotta kiss uh, Kiwi One's ass. Sorry yeah, about it. She's dead. Should be noted, still got paid even though it was bad. That's true. Yeah. All right, Chase. Why don't you make that the jingle? I'm, look, don't threaten me. So here's my question, because we've literally not... Yeah, we've had no pins. No pins. Uh, do we have first... pins that we want to like, uh, quickly write okay, down? Okay, female agency, which is already pinned. Well, right? apart from our permit pins, like, do we have Henry VIII-specific um, pins we want to write down to talk about next time? Uh, we could talk about mirroring, because there's a lot of mirroring that happens in this play. We could readdress those. We could talk about 
Revisionist revisionist history. Yeah, revisionist history for political reasons. I was all up on my mic when I said that one. And perhaps I've been on my mic the whole time. I appreciate it. I have noticed. You're welcome. So I haven't been, but I don't have a soup strainer like he does to keep my mouth off of it. Because I haven't. It's just right up on there, isn't it? I just rub my mustache right on the microphone. That's how I know. That's how I know I'm in the right spot. If my mustache is tickling the microphone, I'm where I belong. Who wants a mustache ride? <laughs> Who wants a mustache ride? <laughs> I do. I do. This is getting weird. Getting? Getting? Fair. Greenly? Fair. Moose outside should have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, Cassie just went to town making some pins for us while we were talking about mustache rides. Some things to talk about. Some things to talk about next time. So go ahead, uh, go ahead, blog in on what you'd like us to talk about in the next episode. We'll make sure we address those comments. I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, live live tweet at us right now. If you can hear us outside (laughs) the door of this apartment. Now I just really want our upstairs neighbor to like. Hey guys, just tweet quick, at us. send us a message. Hey oh, guys, hey could you? Well, talk- hey, you don't actually. You don't have to just use Twitter. You can use Instagram or Facebook. We do have an Instagram now. We've got the Instas. We've got the Twitters. We've got the Facebooks. Oh, we could talk about. Did we put Yeah. Yep. Um. I mean, we could talk about timely propaganda. We talk about the Anglican Church. It's something we do all the time. Think about Wag the Dog. Think about Primary Colors. Think about some of those movies books plays that come out that are specifically revisionist history of something that has happened in recent, public in public recent, memory recent memory yeah right primary colors that was the book about the clinton um right. yeah so there primary colors was the first thing that came to mind no i remember it, i remember i've seen a, it yeah. it's about the same type of ass kissing because this is ass kissing and we've skipped a whole bunch of stuff and we've left out everything terrible Mm-hmm. Well, most you know, we didn't go through all of the shit that Henry VIII did. We didn't go through the but fact if that we he... had how much of a better play. It would have been such a better play. If Cass and I were talking before all y'all showed up, wives, did... it would like make one a, one an act. Why didn't Why didn't Shakespeare write uh, the history of Bloody Mary? Because this is you don't even know the history of this isn't a play about Henry. That's why we don't get uh, Henry and Henry's full interesting history because this isn't about Henry. It's about Elizabeth, and we'll talk about that more next episode because we have a pin on it. Something something worth pointing out is that this is the second time, at least that I can think of, that Shakespeare has done this, where he writes a history about a prominent historical figure and then leaves out. A lot of the prominent history. So I think he pulls a King John. Yeah. So it's probably very. Hmm. Should we talk about Protestants and Catholicism? I mean, what about it? I mean, that's a huge reason that this play is gutted is from the like at the time this was written, the tension between Protestants and Papists was still ridiculous to the point well, where this, you had to this, hide if you were a papist if you were catholic in england well, at this time well that's because the, the anglican church is a really weird branch of protestantism that's because it's not based in theology it's based in exactly. king henry going Ex- exactly. i want to be able to it's, divorce it's my not, wife it's and not marry someone based else. off of off of off of luther's reformation you're right i mean you're right 
And it's not even it's not even really it's not even really Protestant, actually. Um except it it is because it was formed as a protest against the Catholic Church, which is what Protestant means. Literally anything that is not the Catholic Church, but still Well no, no, technically to be Protestant you have to be formed as a protest against the Catholic Church, or that would be where your root was. That's where the name Protestant comes from. I love it when you tell me about my religion. Um, I was also raised Protestant. I like it when you admit that. I'm not Protestant now, but that's because uh, the... Alright, so this, yeah, we've got a lot of things to talk about. Tune in next time. On the Shakespeare yes. podcast. Please make sure to tweet us your questions before we record the next episode. <laughs> at some point in time, we might figure out a way to live stream. Not, we won't. We no, won't. we'll do a live episode at some point. How? I would love to. I want to know how many I, people listen. I, I know, I know one place that would let us do a live episode. Yeah, he's he has binge listened to thirty some hours. Yeah, we're, of our we're, we are of Ooh, course wait. talking about local business owner and uh, friend of the show. Uh, Chris over at Ice Tear Brewing here in Bowling Green, Ohio. We're, oh, hi, Chris. Yeah, Chris oh, is, uh, it's, it's okay. It's so the, the, a, the A-frame, the A-frame next to where you used to work. Oh, okay. Is now. Do they have beer there? Yeah, they do. They brew their own beer. Can we go there? We can. They're up until midnight. Yeah, they're open until midnight. Cause the, I was in there last Saturday was the first time I was in do there. Do they have pie? Probably not. Maybe, Probably but if not. we go out to Ice Tear, maybe we can find pie on the way. We are not leaving this house. It is coronavirus season. Fair enough. I'm it's kidding. also 11 Don't say fair enough. Have, it's also, Could we it's send Chase we to haven't. get pie, though, in the break? Yes. Chase, will you go get us pie? I don't think Cheesecake is pie. Cheesecake well, yes. Cheesecake is pie. Just like Boston cream pie is cake. That's a fact. But it's called pie, so it's acceptable to eat it today anyway. You've been well, summoned. While we figure out this this pie situation, yeah, we have a marker in, and we haven't stopped actually. All right, like, text us if you think he should get pie. It, what, you know what? How about this? Well, let's do it easier. Anybody who has objections for him getting pie, text in now if you'd like to stop him from getting us pie. <laughs> also, if you do Callers, support, <laughs> operators are standing by. If you, if you support, <laughs> Chase, getting us pie. Say nothing. And you text that in or put a comment in in two weeks when this episode drops, then Chase immediately has to get us all pie at that moment. Even more pie? Because <laughs> Even more pie. All right. Yes. Because I told you I need to eat my feelings. I need 3.14 pies. <laughs> my name's Beth Roars. My name's Ryan Avil. I'm Cassie Greenlee. I'm Chase Greenlee, apparently about to leave to go get pie. Pie yes! master! He is the pie. I did not know he was a master pie maker. He is the master of pie. Moose out front should have told you. Yeah, Moose out front should have told you. This has been the Shakespeare Podcast, what? episode 50 something. Some, what, Paul? Ah, uh, dicks. <laughs> All right, I'm going. <laughs> Chase has no idea what to do. You took he his odd dicks. I did. I took his odd dicks. <laughs>
This has been a Ghostlight Media production.